following Inside New Orleans with Eric Asher on WRKN Picayune, New Orleans, 1061 Nash Icon. Good evening and welcome to All Access on 1061 FM Nash Icon at NashFM1061.com and presented by CrescentCitySports.com, the best sports site in Louisiana. All Access is also presented by the Allstate Sugar Bowl, representing the best of amateur athletics, and by Francesca by Katie's, serving up St. Louis-style food with a New Orleans flair. All Access is also brought to you by Lamarck Ford and Lamarck Lincoln in Kenner, Bergeron Automotive in Metairie, by LifeGate Church in Mandeville in Metairie, by Premier Automotive, with locations throughout the New Orleans area, Segnet Landing Restaurant and Swamp Tours in West Wego, Petri Transport Services, John Curtis Christian School in River Ridge, by Life Resources Ministries with outreaches throughout the New Orleans area, and by the RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl. It's your chance to talk intelligent sports, all sports, all the time. To join in the conversation, call 504-260-1061. Now here's your host, University of New Orleans play-by-play voice, Jude Young of CrescentCitySports.com and Cumulus Radio New Orleans. Come one, come all. Sports Talk continues here on a Tuesday night. Good to be with you. As we, uh, again, we try to escape football, right? We try to get away from it. College season over, pro season over, except for, and then there were eight, if you will, in the NFL. And yet, football news never stops, does it? We learned uh, that again today with the decision by Dennis Allen to do something that surprised no one. Shaking up his offensive staff, including the end of the Pete Carmichael era. One that spanned a lot of years with the title of offensive coordinator with the Saints. The last two fully in charge calling the plays for head coach Dennis Allen. And I've heard the word overdue quite a bit today, but I've also heard the word scapegoat, and both can be true. Both may be true. But it is time, it feels like, perhaps for a shake-up, to try to shake loose more potential out of the Saints roster, at least on the offensive side of the ball. After one season as the head coach, unlike this past one, where the team didn't have a winning record and missed the postseason. Changes came on offense, some by necessity, with one co-defensive coordinator, Ryan Nielsen, going to Atlanta, and the other asked to kindly leave, Chris Richard, Chris Richard, Chris Richard, as it was said once in the great movie Office Space, who gives a blank, he's gone, right? (laughs) When you're gone, you're gone. And... I don't know if the defense this year was anything special, but we'll get to that. We're talking about scapegoating the offense. Raw numbers don't always tell a story. But the raw numbers tell you that Saints offense wasn't bad this year. Now we know it wasn't good enough in key aspects. But come into the regular season, did you know the Saints were 10th in the league in scoring offense. They were just a tenth of a point behind 
the Rams, three-tenths of a point per game behind Green Bay. Of course, it stings that the Saints lost to both of those teams. I'd say the defense, a bigger problem than the offense, although neither were good enough in the game in Los Angeles later in the year. But we do know that the one that proved the most costly out of the Saints' losses, eight of them, the blown 17 to nothing lead after three quarters at Green Bay before Jordan Love found himself in his first full year as an NFL starter. Became a different quarterback with the youngest roster in the NFL, becoming a very different team that showed just how good it is now by destroying Dallas on the road. And still being alive in the postseason, although it was a big underdog again at San Francisco, that is a team on the rise. But they weren't in September. And the Saints let that one slip away. And now as Green Bay has an upward trajectory, nobody's saying that about New Orleans. But pointing out raw numbers between that and an offense that wasn't a terrible 14th out of 32 teams in yards per game, let's not act like the offense was a total disaster. Sure, it finished pretty well, which is another argument of, well, maybe it wasn't the coaching. Maybe it was a transition for a new quarterback. Issues at other positions that we'll talk about. But again, it's the whole season. It's what do you do when you're in position to impact the game the most? Some will argue and I've talked about it very often, both in football and basketball, particularly on the college side in in football. The last four minutes of the first half, first four minutes of the second half, are very important, especially when you have those chances to double up, when you might be in position to have the first possession of the second half and follow that up with a score late in the first. But it's better not to have to play from behind. And the Saints, of course, as we know, went over half the season before they could put together a first possession touchdown. That's not good because you're not putting your imprint on the game. And also in the first half of the season, the Saints were very bad in the red zone. And to put it in perspective about the former point, not scoring a touchdown in your opening possession until the third to last game of the season. Yeah, that's going to fall on your offensive coordinator. Surprise, surprise. Because you're not holding anything back or very much back, I should say. You're always holding a little something back that you might want to attack later. But early in the game, your preparation... You've got to be able to go after a team and get off to a good start. If you're playing from ahead in a football game, that helps your defense out so much. Because if you can build any kind of a lead, it it somewhat to significantly limits what the opposing offense can do. And your defense can pin its ears back and say, hey, they got to throw the ball now. We're going to go after them. We're going to make them pay. 
It's common sense. Well, the Saints were never a team that you felt like all season were going to be consistent and explosive. And yet I'll argue that that should go as much on the personnel as an offensive coordinator that I completely agree it was time for a change in New Orleans. Maybe a fresh set of eyes that have seen modern innovations and different schemes in recent years. You can bring in somebody young and vibrant or as Ken Trahan wrote on Crescent City Sports just a little while ago, mentioning 10 potential candidates. John Gruden has come up, been rumored recently, saw him before the season at Saints camp because Derek Carr had his best success in the NFL coming into the QB position here with John Gruden as his head coach and offensive guru with the Raiders. And maybe that's the right answer for the current quarterback who's not going anywhere, Saints fans, like it or not. So it makes sense. And yet, on top of that, we know that Carr did not play behind one of the league's best offensive lines. Quite frankly, the offensive line in the NFL across the board, there aren't too many teams that are in great shape there. Between just finding guys that are talented enough to deal with the athletes they're being asked to block. And attrition. There just aren't enough quality guys, and the Saints clearly haven't had the success that they've wanted drafting offensive linemen high quite a bit over the last few years, and that showed on the field, starting with Trevor Penning completely flopping in his second year being given the left tackle job early. Heck, they got lucky because Andrus Pete has been the king of injuries. And yet, he managed to stay healthy and play left tackle that he was originally drafted in the top half of the first round to man for the Saints, but couldn't. Well, later in his career, he proved at least capable enough there. But overall, you didn't have a line that exerted itself as consistent or dominant for the running game and struggled at times to keep Derek Carr upright. There are continuing question marks about what needs to be done there. And yet there were other moves with this coaching staff that are telling because these were assistants on the offensive side that were hired under Dennis Allen's watch, wide receivers coach Cody Burns and a senior assistant in Bob Bicknell. So that's telling you that there were question marks about young receivers like Chris Olave, Rashid Shahid, rookie this year in A.T. Perry. These are second and first year guys. We're talking bad habits here, inconsistency with route running, just understanding the nuances of the position. You have to think that when a receiver's coach specifically is let go in the NFL. And when you have a senior offensive assistant who's supposed to be able to help you who's had experience at, I think, with four or five other organizations. You're hoping that he is able to assist another veteran of the NFL wars and Carmichael to be able to problem-solve 
attack other teams, depending on what Bicknell's role was day-to-day. Point being, the Saints weren't consistently sharp and reliable as far as their ability to attack teams offensively. Now, from week 13 on, the Saints scored at least 22 points in every game. And then the explosion for 41 offensive points, really offensive points, when you factor in Neil Gate right at the end of that game set up by the Matthew interception. But a, a very dominant second half after responding to an early deficit in the first half to be tied at 17. But that was the high watermark. Other than that, the big performance at Indianapolis right before Halloween, 38 points there. And then you had, uh, you know, not a terrible offense from the start of December on. But before that, you had a middling one that sometimes was just flat out bad. But there were adjustments made. It wasn't all a failure by Carmichael. Again, because Carr clearly got more comfortable. Played better football. The offense was more consistent. Better in the red zone. And speaking of personnel, because we already have a question mark about how the receivers were being coached. And sure, you think it would have helped a closer to washed up than anything else Michael Thomas still knew how to make tough catches and get open and help you move the chains and you didn't have him. Not that that's a surprise the way his career has gone, but that's your veteran, reliable, move-the-chains guy that was not available for most of the season. Juwan Johnson dealt with injuries in the first half of the season once he came back and got into the flow of the offense. He showed why the Saints gave him a new deal. Why it took so long for the Saints to integrate Jimmy Graham as at least a red zone target, we'll never know. But that helped as well. That helps you become a better red zone team when you have dangerous targets at tight end who can move, who can win high balls in the air with just a little bit of space created. Yeah. So the Saints did adjust and get better offensively. You would have preferred bringing in a 32-year-old quarterback that it wouldn't have taken that long. But they did get better passing the football. Running it, it was always a struggle. Almost always a struggle. I think it would have helped if Kendra Miller, the rookie, would have been healthy this year. We saw glimpses of what he can do at the very end against Atlanta. We have to believe we've seen peak Alvin Kamara. And Jamal Williams wasn't running behind one of the really good offensive lines in the league this year like he was last year when he led the NFL in touchdowns with Detroit and struggled to do much behind this offensive line. So... There are personnel questions, both coaching and just overall talent. There were missing pieces that made this offense better. There's a belief that this offense can be better, provided the right coaches hired to get the most out of Carr. Guys like Olave and Shahid, the tight end, and Juwan Johnson. Hopefully, Kendra Miller is ready to emerge. But what about that offensive line? Yeah, that, that's got to be taken care of by the personnel guys, at least somewhat improved. But let's not act like, oh, finally we got rid of that Carmichael guy who was just a helper for Sean Payton and a totally incapable offensive corner. Yes, I had criticisms. And I think part of it is is being 
a leader that the players can rally behind, especially when there's dissension, confusion, like we saw at times right on the field for everybody to see between quarterback and skill position players. Head coach has to fill that void too, maybe first and foremost, but definitely if it's a head coach whose specialty is on the other side of the ball, you got to have an offensive coordinator who's not only sharp and gets buy-in and belief, but he has to have everybody pulling the rope in the same direction. So it's a tough job to fill because in part, think about it, good candidates Somebody's going to take the risk to risk who has quality. They're going to have quality candidates. But all of those guys are going to be wondering if they're doing so for a lame duck head coach. So maybe retreads who want a second chance or the rare case of a John Gruden who wants back in would make sense there. But you're not going to have the wide open set of candidates in this particular offseason where we've seen so many coaching changes and may see two playoff teams with double-digit wins from the NFC East also change their coaching staffs. Nick Sirianni goes from Super Bowl participant head coach last year to totally losing his team, culminating in the embarrassment last night at Tampa. Eagles' job could be open. And, of course, the day before that, the debacle in Dallas on top of other jobs. So you're not going to be at the top of the pecking order trying to hire an offensive coordinator. But this is it for Dennis Allen. He's got to get it right. He's got to work out. His team better have chemistry and play up to its ability. And provided he's dealt a good enough hand, that ability better lead to the postseason. Because the NFC South could be a lot better. I don't know. The success Tampa's having here, they found their quarterback in Baker Mayfield, but they're still an older football team. We'll see what they can hold together there. Mike Evans, by the way, could be changing addresses. Their top receiver for sure. Carolina, as long as that owner is there, David Tepper, even if Bryce Young is better than what we saw, and he better be for the Panthers' sake, where are they going anytime soon and fast? Stranger things have happened. It certainly did for the Texans in one offseason. But Carolina doesn't look like they're poised for that. Chances are low. And then, of course, Atlanta. They've interviewed Bill Belichick. Will he wind up taking another job like Dallas, like Philadelphia if they're open? Atlanta's missing the two biggest aspects to know how good they can be with their current roster. That's head coach and quarterback. Some would argue here, so are the Saints. But the Saints are better off at those two right now because they have an experienced head coach and a capable starting NFL quarterback at the least. Atlanta has no head coach and no capable NFL starting quarterback. But arguably a better roster, a better salary cap situation, moving forward. But that's yet to play out. The Saints still should be in position, even with a slightly more difficult schedule at the minimum, to contend to win the division again. And they better. And then you see rumors, and hey, this isn't straight-up journalism talk. This is sports talk, right? Rumors on social media 
about potentially Mickey Loomis jumping out of the day-to-day, getting a bigger title in the Saints organizational hierarchy, and maybe Kai Harley, who's interviewed for the Panthers' GM job, becoming the GM with the same sort of strengths that Loomis had in his career, which is the financial side. Maybe there'll be a shakeup in the Saints' front office. Will Jeff Ireland stay or go? He's your personnel man. We'll see. But the Saints have to have a really good offseason now, not only finding the right fit to scheme and call the plays on offense on top of the other holes to fill, which also includes a running backs coach. Joel Thomas taking the same job with the Giants today. But it starts with offensive coordinator. And plain and simple, it's Jimmy's and Joe's still that matter more than the X's and O's. Although both matter. Offensive line, their needs on defense. Still need a more consistent pass rush. Still need to be more consistent against the run. And your two defensive leaders in your front seven are going to be in age 35 seasons next year. Demario Davis, who's still an all-pro. Cam Jordan, who's still a solid pro. A legend, no doubt. But those guys are aging. And how good are you really on defense? Today's about the offense. Big change. Not a surprising one, but we'll see. One thing should be for sure, it's you-know-what-or-get-off-the-pot for Dennis Allen in 2024. Because by this time next year, he's either solidified himself as a head coach, finally in the NFL, in the eyes of others, including the ticket-buying public in this market, or the headlines are about the head coach parting ways and not the offensive coordinator. 504-260-1061 is the number. I am Jude Young, and this is All Access coming at you each and every 6 to 7 p.m. weeknights on 106.1 FM. When we come back, well, we got to look at other headlines. Why don't we talk about basketball? It is really basketball season, right? It's indoors. don't have to worry about freezing to death, maybe getting to the game, <laughs> but not when we're in the arena watching hoops. We'll discuss it after this on All Access. If you want a little soul with your country, then you're with us. New Orleans country, from the classics to the songs that matter. Your country is on 1061 Nash Icon or anytime at NashFM1061.com. At the Home Depot, we have savings on laundry sets that fit your lifestyle. Like Whirlpool Laundry with a two-in-one removable agitator that allows you to customize any load. Simply remove the agitator to fit bulky items or keep it in to help break down dirt and grime. And with flexible capacity, you can finish more loads in less time. Get up to $450 off select laundry sets from top brands like Whirlpool at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Pricing valid January 4th through the 24th. U.S. only. See store or online for details. As the world keeps changing, so does COVID-19. That's why this season's COVID-19 shots have been updated. They're designed to help protect against recent variants. Learn more about a COVID-19 vaccine option at SchedulecovidVax.com. Sponsored by Pfizer. We all go. Why not enjoy the go with Charmin? 
Whether it's the irresistible cushiony softness of Charmin Ultra Soft or the superior strength and absorbency of Charmin Ultra Strong. Either way, you can't go wrong. And just like that, it's 2024. The new year always comes so fast. The older I get, the simpler my resolutions are. Spending time with family, planning for retirement. But this year, I added protect it all to the list. When my best friend suddenly lost her husband and seeing what her family went through, I realized how important life insurance is. We weren't covered, so I went to selectquote.com and in minutes, we had quotes from multiple carriers. Then, an experienced licensed insurance agent helped us find the right coverage for our budget. I'm 40 and my $500,000 policy was only $16 a month. My husband's also 40 and his $500,000 policy was only $18 a month. And with their same day coverage, there was no medical exam required and we were covered by the time we hung up. The holidays were for family, but the new year, it's for protecting them. Call SelectQuote at 1-800-280-8787 or go to selectquote.com to get your free quote. That's 1-800-280-8787. Details on example rate at selectquote.com. Hi, I'm Henry Winkler. My eyes are very important to me. My eyes connect me with things I love. I loved my late father-in-law dearly. He always lit up a room, but his vision dimmed with age. He had age-related macular degeneration, or AMD. And since partnering with Apellus, I've learned there's an advanced form of the disease called geographic atrophy, or GA. His struggle with vision loss made me want to help others know about GA's warning signs. For some, straight lines seem wavy, like when looking at a doorframe. For others, blurry or missing spots can make it hard to read or see loved ones' faces. Many have trouble seeing in low light, making driving at night difficult. GA gets worse over time and cannot be reversed. If you've been diagnosed with AMD and notice vision changes, don't wait. Talk to your eye doctor about GA today. Learn more at gawontwait.com. That's gawontwait.com. Here's some things you probably don't know about Dudley DeBosier. I make a mean jambalaya. But I stay clear of the kitchen. My favorite way to relax is sitting down with a good book. Me? I have four kids. I haven't relaxed in 20 years. And I love a good crawfish etouffee. Heck, when I do crawfish, it's just peel and eat. But despite our differences, there's one important thing we have in common. We're lawyers who love helping people. Demand Dudley DeBosier, 444-4444. Chad Dudley, New Orleans, LA 2315659. This report is sponsored by Indeed.com. Temperatures getting low, but demand remaining high? You need Indeed. Their all-in-one platform helps you attract, interview, and hire candidates all from one place. And Indeed's interview tool lets you schedule and conduct virtual interviews right from their website. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. Overall, we did great today. Uh, Really bad this morning. It looks like things that were closed uh, today earlier have all reopened for the most part. I-10, I-310, I-55. Here's the thing. The possibility of refreezing tonight. You got to be aware of that for in the morning and be careful as things overnight get cold again. We could have those higher elevation things that aren't ground level refreezing. Michael Higgins, New Orleans Funeral and Cremation Service Traffic Center. Calling all listeners. What's on your mind? We'd love to get your take by calling Jude Young of PrestonCitySports.com and all access on 1061 FM NASH ICON and at NASHFM1061.com. Call 504-260-1061. You know, I'm glad I didn't promise that we're going to talk hoops because football news never stops. There's a theme 
You can check out what we talked about with the Saints, of course, and everything that we discuss on all of these Crescent City Sports Connected Sports shows on 106.1. Go to CrescentCitySports.com. Check out the podcasting section. We just put the whole thing up there thanks to our great producer, Rudy Dixon. So if you missed anything, you can listen to the whole thing, pick and choose what you like via Spotify. Anywho, LSU rebuilding their defensive coaching staff. That was no surprise after the season ended. Not only did the axe drop on defensive coordinator Matt House, but the assistants across the board. And we've seen some positive-looking additions. Blake Baker, the tip of the spear as a defensive coordinator. You have Kevin Peoples coming with him from Missouri, along with Bo Davis, and they'll both coach players up front in the trenches. Peoples, more the edges. Davis, the interior defensive lineman, and he'll be the defensive line coach, Will Davis, so to speak. You know, they have more of a 3-4 alignment built on the roster right now, although, you know, those are just numbers at this point. You see a lot of four down. Just what are you calling each position? How big are your edges? What kind of versatility do they bring, et cetera, et cetera? Well, the secondary was as maligned as any part of a defense that really kept LSU from being a national title contender with the nation's best offense. And bringing back an old hand that has been rumored for weeks and weeks and weeks, Corey Raymond, an alum, returning as secondary coach. He's been around. Done some strength and conditioning as well, most recently going to Florida to join Billy Napier. He was assistant head coach and the secondary coach, but wasn't retained as Napier is in trouble. Sort of like what we're wondering about Dennis Allen and this being the you better get it right this year, year. Well, that's certainly true for Napier. As much as a lot of people doubt Allen, I'd bet on Allen before I'd bet on Napier with what's going on with Florida and how tough their schedule is. Raymond, as much as anybody that's worked for LSU as a coach defensively, former defensive back himself, has been lauded as somebody who's helped LSU claim that title of DBU, as in Defensive Back University, recruiting and coaching the position. Well, he's coming home to coach the secondary. And we'll see how it works out. We know he can recruit. And that's the one thing about Florida, although they've seen, like, we're going to see every offseason everywhere, some runoff when it comes to young defensive backs. They had a lot of other problems, Florida. They weren't really getting enough of a pass rush for one, which we know when you talk about pass defense, that's at least as important as your ability to cover. And LSU had neither consistently this year. Florida had some promising young defensive backs that were taking their lumps. But when it came down to it, Napier needed to win now, 2024, and that put Raymond on the mark. And it just makes sense when you're trying to build the right kind of overall coaching staff on the college level because, plain and simple, you can't have guys who just recruit or just want to coach. They have to be able to do both. The difference between a college assistant and a pro assistant, night and day, you've got to like recruiting, even if you're a coordinator. Few staffs are built 
to cover for the fact that a full-time assistant, any of them, can't help you in the recruiting game, even if it's just as a closer. Corey Raymond has skins on the wall. Just like bringing back Frank Wilson when Brian Kelly first came along. These are the smart kind of moves that you make that don't guarantee anything. But they've got enough experience that you know, hey, talent's the lifeblood of the program. It does go back once more to Jimmy's and Joe's versus X's and O's. Unless you didn't have enough good Jimmy's and Joe's on the back end of their defense last year. They also looked confused far too often. They looked out of position far too often. So a little bit of both to the point where you couldn't tell whether it was the bigger problem being talent or being coaching. And we'll see if Raymond can bring some stability there. So look at all the changes. There were two defensive backs coach. Robert Steeples, Kerry Cooks, cornerbacks and safeties respectively. And it's funny because year one wasn't terrible. Year two, of course, this past one, a disaster. And LSU should never have a defense that looks that bad. And it looks like you'll never get universal agreement now. But it looks like the moves that have been made make a lot of sense. Now, how much immediate improvement are you going to get? Well, there are immediate question marks still about can LSU find a little more veteran help via transfer between now and preseason football in August? Can they find defensive tackle help specifically? Because Mason Smith didn't stay. Makai Wingo didn't stay. You lost Jordan Jefferson 2.0, the defensive tackle, who was a steady hand in the middle of that defensive line. So you don't have a lot of veteran experience there. And I say by a lot, you have hardly any. That'll have to be addressed via transfers. Can't just have all young guys thrown into the SEC fires. Into the fires of a schedule that's brutal. LSU may not see a tougher schedule in the regular season again than the one that's going to be in front of them coming up this year. Not only do you have non-conference games against USC and UCLA, you lose having to play Auburn, but you get Oklahoma. You got to go to A&M. Yes, it's not Nick Saban's Alabama, but you're still playing Bama, even though there are no SEC divisions anymore. A desperate Florida late in the season, they could be a dead-in-transition Florida or a must-win Florida. Who knows? Maybe that's not so big of a deal. But Ole Miss, loaded for bear with returning talent. They've torn up the transfer portal. They come to you. As of right now, you would think LSU wouldn't be favorite in that football game, hosting Ole Miss. It's happened before, but it doesn't happen a lot. That tells you something. It's a tough schedule. And having a 10-win team once the postseason is over, whether it's you're part of the 12-team new playoff or not, just going to a regular bowl game, hey, they got to go to Arkansas. When has that been easy? 
Yeah. We'll see. But sometimes the right changes happen. The right transfers are found. Things go well. You know how we know? Because just two years ago, Brian Kelly took over the LSU program. He had under 40 scholarship players at his disposal. They won the SEC West. That didn't happen without a lot of good work done and the right coaches at the time, including ones who were just fired defensively and the right transfers. So, again, yes, it can be done. And, hey, even Brian Kelly, successful everywhere he's been as a head coach. SEC life is different. Not that keeping Notre Dame a consistent force isn't a challenge. Their status is an independent. Where you're recruiting to, yeah, you're nationally recruiting because, well, you don't have a backyard. And the one thing Kelly has done a nice job of, whether it's been in the high school ranks or via the transfer portal, getting Louisiana guys to come home. That's why you come to an LSU. And every head coach has done a good job building with the best Louisiana talent, keeping most of it home, bringing back now, which is a new factor because of the ease of transfer. Guys who passionately want to play for you have experience and can fill roles. That's a pretty good blueprint. That said, as of right now, I don't have high hopes for his third season. But even if it doesn't go as well as Tiger fans tend to expect, long-term, if there's no panic, he's going to win. But he's doing enough of the right things, albeit not perfectly. He didn't take over a perfect situation to begin with either. In the world of immediate gratification, right, a little patience still required, even for one of the elite football programs. LSU is that, one of them. But Kelly needs to get it just right. And considering he's been able to put two 10-win seasons together, little patience should be given. Oh, and oh, by the way, the, the contract sort of tells you you don't have a choice even if you don't like him. 504-260-1061 is the number. That's 504-260-1061, which, of course, is the home of privateer athletics, basketball and baseball. Tough loss for UNO last night at Nichols. Uh, but good news today for Jordan Johnson, their senior guard. He is phenomenal, and he has won all sorts of rewards. Associated Press, U.S. Basketball Writers Association, Louisiana Sports Writers Association as the Player of the Week. It's the first time a privateer player has won National Player of the Week honors, especially ones that have been around this long, like the AP and the sports writers or the basketball writers in this case. Since the Irvin Johnson days, we're talking 30 years. But when you score 36 in one win and then 40 for a career high in the next, you're going to open eyes. Jordan Johnson's special, and if you can't catch him at the lakefront, UNO's next game is a home game at 4 o'clock against Northwestern State. You can listen to that contest in every UNO basketball game right here on 106.1 FM, Northwestern State and the New Orleans Privateers with Jordan Johnson again Saturday at 4 p.m. from Lakefront Arena. 
back for more on All Access after this on 106.1 FM. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, SelectQuote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, call SelectQuote at 1-800-216-9922. That's 1-800-216-9922. Or go to SelectQuote.com. That's 1-800-216-9922. SelectQuote. We shop. You save. Full details on example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. Hey, folks, Rich Eisen here. So this football season's really heating up, and the guys on my show, they're having a blast with prize picks. And now with basketball season in full swing, they're able to pick combo projections across both sports. Join them on prizepicks.com slash primetime. Easy gameplay and an enormous selection of players and stat options are what they tell me makes Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. And right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Brockman is loving that aspect. He's hooked. And all you need to do is visit prizepicks.com/primetime and use code primetime. That's code primetime at prizepicks.com/primetime for a first deposit match up to $100. Don't be left on the sideline this basketball season. Go to Prize Picks. Daily fantasy sports made easy. Must be present in certain states. Visit prizepicks.com for restrictions and details. This report is sponsored by Beau Ravage. Don't miss an evening with Steve Trevino. He speaks wife. He's America's favorite husband, and he's the man behind Captain Evil. Steve Trevino brings the laughs to Beau Ravage on February 10th. Visit BeauRevage.com for tickets. Age restrictions may apply. Things, though they are much better, could refreeze tonight. So although everything's reopened that was closed first thing this morning, be aware, overnight and into tomorrow morning, we could have the same thing. We'll see how that goes. Really, it's the ground-level things that should be a little more, uh, have a more of a chance to be okay versus the above ground things like bridges, overpasses, on and off ramps. Uh, Streetcar services suspended. Buses are running. New Orleans Funeral and Cremation Service Traffic Center. This is where you get all access, not just the focus on one or two topics. All sports are on the table with your calls at all times. Join us now by calling 260-1061. Now back to Jude Young on 106.1 Nash Icon through CrescentCitySports.com and at NashFM1061.com. Well, we do finally get to a little basketball talk because it's a good time for it. The New Orleans Pelicans at 24-17 and 17 are at the midway point of their regular season. And as of right now, they're tied for sixth place in the Western Conference. 24 and 17 is not bad. That's a pace for 48 wins. But we all know that it should be more. Ken Trahan, first thing this morning, analyzing the good, the bad, and the ugly for this roster. A lot less ugly at the midseason point than we're used to for the Pelicans. There's a lot of good. And yet, the inability at times to close out games. 
like we saw most recently in the rematch with Dallas, one in which the Stars were available for the Pelicans after being shorthanded and beating Dallas the first time. Of course, Luka Doncic was available or will be available soon, and he wasn't there for either game. Kyrie Irving was. He played well. Dallas got revenge, and yes, to be fair, it's not like a playoff series. It's a completely different animal, but we do have these back-to-backs in the same city as part of the NBA schedule now. It's hard against a good team, unless they're decimated, to beat them twice on the road. And yet, the Pelicans blew a double-digit lead again. More than any team in the NBA, second half, double-digit leads. And, And, you know, I talk about it doing a very evenly matched conference in college like the Southland. I was talking about it last night, and unfortunately it came to fruition to the bad for the privateers and the good for the Nichols Colonels. Double-digit leads aren't safe. Colonels at home came back from down double digits. It's it's happening a lot. Basketball, especially with the three-point shot, the overall tempo, in a sport of runs to begin with, leads can disappear quickly. And yet, when you talk about being an NBA team that has talent, healthy and available for once together, like Zion Williamson and Brandon Ingram, that shouldn't happen this much. The numbers for Ingram and Zion as scores are down from what we've seen them at their best in the league. Now, part of that is because this, this is a Pelicans team that has great depth and quality. Young, developing players, I mean, they're as good as far as 10-11 deep. Just the total of those players is any in the NBA. And yet when it's time for your stars to step up and finish off a game you're winning, they've got to do that. No matter how much they've been sacrificing, and that's true, what may be best for them to thrive over the course of games. Well, some of that's coaching, sure. But some of that, plain and simple. All those players just needing to step up. And that's where... And, you know, I was speaking with Ken, who wrote a nice breakdown. Long, but good read. The feature story on Crescent City Sports right now. I've been saying it. Haven't harped on the Pelicans too much. We focus on them a little bit, but this is the time they really, when we get to the midpoint of the NBA season, focus on them a little bit more on all access, at least when I'm hosting. I still have major questions, like others, about the long-term fit of Brandon Ingram, who's very soon due another huge contract, and Zion Williamson. And I will say yes the greater risk as far as being a competitive winning team and a safe product from the business side, it's a bigger risk to decide, well, we need to move forward with Zion and not pay Brandon Ingram this money. Trade him. And you would want to try to trade him for somebody who's a more dynamic off-the-dribble scorer and creator, too, if you can. But at least score. Closer type. Because you've got so many other good pieces that are still evolving. 
yes, Ingram's a safer choice. But his warts is a guy who lives from the mid-range and isn't an explosive player with the ball. Relies more on his length, but not his strength and not his burst. He's not an explosive type of guy getting to the rim. He doesn't bring those type of elite qualities. And nowadays, if you're much more reliant off the dribble from the mid-range as your best strength, that's not a great strength to have versus the others that you look for. It's by far the least efficient. Now, there are times Ingram, when he's on, can be absolutely brilliant. But the goal of being an NBA champion and the money he's going to need, that's for some other team's business model, I still believe. To pay him that kind of money. Where you still need to, if you're the New Orleans Pelicans, decide, well, we just have to go in on, yes, a still questionable maturity-wise young star and let him spread his wings and fly. Get back to seeing more of Point Zion. And look, I give James Borrego a lot of credit for the overall record here and the ability of the Pelicans to play well in games and have leads in so many games, even though they've blown too many, and asking for sacrifice in the offense, touches, spots where they want the ball for both of them, particularly Zion. But when it comes down to it, Zion's the 1A guy who gives you the greatest upside if he can get there. And you've got a contract that you can somewhat wiggle out of if the immaturity and the concerns about holding up physically wind up going the wrong way. Whereas if you jump in with Ingram and that next deal paying him over $50 million a year, it's, it's, it's really not worth it if your goal is to not just be a good team that makes the playoffs, but can actually be a title contender. And that's no insult to Ingram, who's beloved behind the scenes overall by management because he's the one who has put in the time, the effort, normally has the right demeanor to be a successful NBA player. But this is not about being really good. That's not, that shouldn't be your goal. When you've got the assets, the quality, the talent that this organization has been able to put together, the goal should be greatness. And right now, you've got enough other pieces and what you could get for Ingram and assets, players and or picks, right, moving forward. It's not like if you give up a Brandon Ingram. You roll with Zion, and that just doesn't work because of Zion. That you're going to be in some situation where you're going to be a disaster. Good teams in the league, they can retool. They can turn it around. They can find that next guy. That could be a stud. Like the Kings and De'Aaron Fox after their many years of being bad. The Jazz, they have a winning record right now. They managed to retool in a market where you're not going to sign superstars. You're not going to keep superstars. And they continue to be a consistent, good business model, right? That's a floor for the Pelicans right now for at least the next five years unless unforeseen disastrous things happen because they have enough quality asset-wise. Go for more than just that. I'm not saying to do it right now. Let this season play out because you finally have 
your big star is healthy and you hope they stay that way and you want to see them go through the next half of a regular season into the postseason. Hopefully, where they're tied for sixth right now, they are in the top six and don't have to do any play-in nonsense and can attack some playoff series. Get the right matchups, mature, learn what you have. When you really need to know, do we have guys who can close out the biggest games? I think what they're going to find out that, yeah, if he holds up between now and the offseason, that you got to see what peak Zion can be. And unfortunately, you've got to not weigh yourself down with further heavy financial guaranteed investment in anger. That that narrative, that thought process could easily be changed between now and May, June. But that's how it looks right now. This is just just like Ken Wright's midseason overview. We're going to learn a lot in the next few months. I don't think anything dramatic should happen at the trade deadline unless some sweetheart deal comes. And I don't see... David Griffin and the front office pulling the trigger on something that is going to mess up what's finally evolving right now, unless they're literally getting the, the, the steal of the century. Don't anticipate that, Pelican fans. The ratings are good, especially when we've now seen the Pels on terrestrial TV. Look, enjoy the ride. You'll get answers as long as you get anything other than DMPs from the Ingrams and the Williamsons of the world. 504-260-1061 is the number. We've already given you some peek at the CrescentCitySports.com headlines when we wrap up All Access tonight. We'll have more for you, but first this time out on 106.1 FM. Hi, this is Racy Cooper, account executive with Cumulus New Orleans. I specialize in growing businesses, and if you want to grow your business, I'm the girl for you. At Cumulus, we have four great radio stations and an amazing selection of digital products to take your business to a new level. Simply call me at 504-919-3379 or email me at racy.cooper at cumulus.com. The consultation is free. Racy and Cumulus Media. Let's grow together. When the final horn blows at the Allstate Sugar Bowl, the action is just beginning as another jam-packed year of Sugar Bowl activity lies just ahead. With over 55 annual events, including all Louisiana high school state championships, the Sugar Bowl support of amateur athletics adds up to big fun and big dollars for our economy. From the Crescent City Classic to lacrosse, sailing, basketball, and more, the Sugar Bowl has something for most everyone. For more on the great things the Sugar Bowl is doing, log on to AllstateSugarBowl.org. Sponsored by Allstate, Taco Bell, and Dr. Pepper. At the Home Depot, we have savings on laundry sets that fit your lifestyle. Like Whirlpool Laundry with a 2-in-1 removable agitator that allows you to customize any load. Simply remove the agitator to fit bulky items or keep it in to help break down dirt and grime. And with flexible capacity, you can finish more loads in less time. Get up to $450 off select laundry sets from top brands like Whirlpool at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Pricing valid January 4th through the 24th. U.S. only. See store or online for details. As the world keeps changing, so does COVID-19. That's why this season's COVID-19 shots have been updated. They're designed to help protect against recent variants. Learn more about a COVID-19 vaccine option at SchedulecovidVax.com. Sponsored by Pfizer. We all go. Why not enjoy the go with Charmin? 
Whether it's the irresistible cushiony softness of Charmin Ultra Soft or the superior strength and absorbency of Charmin Ultra Strong. Either way, you can't go wrong. Hi, I'm Henry Winkler. My eyes are very important to me. My eyes connect me with things I love. I loved my late father-in-law dearly. He always lit up a room, but his vision dimmed with age. He had age-related macular degeneration, or AMD. And since partnering with Apellus, I've learned there's an advanced form of the disease called geographic atrophy, or GA. His struggle with vision loss made me want to help others know about GA's warning signs. For some, straight lines seem wavy, like when looking at a doorframe. For others, blurry or missing spots can make it hard to read or see loved ones' faces. Many have trouble seeing in low light, making driving at night difficult. GA gets worse over time and cannot be reversed. If you've been diagnosed with AMD and notice vision changes, don't wait. Talk to your eye doctor about GA today. Learn more at gawontwait.com. That's gawontwait.com. Hey, you're up next. Ugh, my throat hurts so bad. There's no way I can sing tonight. Here, try these. Vicks Vapo Cool Drops. Yeah, Vicks Vapo Cool Drops has maximum strength menthol with a rush of Vicks Vapors. Ooh, I can already feel it. I told you. So, you ready? I'm ready. Vaporize sore throat pain fast with Vicks Vapo Cool Drops. Nachos! Yeah, you nachos! Hey, I'll take some. Great. And some Frank's Red Hot. Oh, nah, I'm good. Oh, you're just gonna eat these dry, plain, boring nachos with no Frank's. Uh. Oh, seriously? Frank it up. Frank it up. Come on, lady. Frank it up. Frank it up. Frank it up. Yeah! Oh. Yeah, this guy finally gets it. On the Jumbotron. It's the perfect blend of flavor and heat. Frank's Red Hot. I put that sh on everything. Always welcoming intelligent points of view, whether we agree or disagree. Let's have meaningful, constructive dialogue on all access with Jude Young on 1061 FM Nash Icon at NashFM1061.com and through CrescentCitySports.com. Give us a call, 504 260 1061. Tickets still remain for the second annual baseball bash presented by the Greater New Orleans Quarterback Club. And it is this upcoming Monday at noon at the Cannery in Mid-City. None other than the head coach of the reigning national champions, Jay Johnson of LSU, will be the keynote speaker. But he is one of, well, name a local college baseball head coach. Southeastern, UNO. Dillard Xavier, Suno starting their baseball program up. Loyola, Nunez, Delgado, Nichols, and of course Tulane. How about that? So you want to learn about what's coming up with the college baseball season set to start. NAIA, I think they get started in about two weeks. NCAA, they get started very soon. In fact, the first playing date is February 16th, so exactly a month away. And, oh, by the way, the Tigers of LSU picked fourth by Division One Baseball, D1Baseball, I should say, .com. We shall see. Check out CrescentCitySports.com for all the other sports headlines you need to know with great analysis as well. For Rudy Dixon in the Cumulus New Orleans studios, Jude Young saying, for now, bye, y'all. Thanks for listening to All Access on 1061 FM Nash Icon 
and NashFM1061.com. Presented by CrescentCitySports.com, the best prep sports site in Louisiana with the state's best prep football scoreboard. All Access was also presented by the Allstate Sugar Bowl, representing the best of